Even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Ruth Knickerbocker If you get off the Pennsylvania Turnpike at the Jack Frost Ski Resort exit, turn left, and travel 22 and one quarter miles, you'll see a sign that reads, Bright's Pond, home of the world's largest blueberry pie. While it is true that in 1961, Mabel Suiki and the Society of Angelic Philanthropy, which did secret charitable acts, baked the biggest blueberry pie ever in Pennsylvania, most folks will tell you that the sign should read, Bright's Pond, home of Agnes Sparrow. October 12, 1965. That was the day my sister, Agnes Sparrow, made an incredible decision that changed history in our otherwise sleepy little mountain town and made her sign worthy. I just can't do it anymore, Griselda. I just can't. That's what Agnes said to me right before she flopped down on our red velvet sofa. It ain't worth it to go outside anymore. It's just too much trouble for you. She took a deep breath and sighed it out. And a heartache for me. Agnes's weight had tipped a half pound over 600, and she decided that getting around was too painful and too much of a town spectacle. After all, it generally took two strong men to help me get Agnes from our porch to my truck, and then about 15 minutes to get her as comfy as possible in the back with pillows and blankets. People often gathered to watch like the circus had come to town, including children who snickered and called her names like Pig or Lardbud. Some taunted that if Agnes fell into the Grand Canyon, she'd get stuck. It was devastating, although when I look back on it, I think the insults bothered me more than they did Agnes. Her hips, which were wider than a refrigerator, spread out over the sofa, leaving only enough room for Arthur, our marmalade cat, to snuggle next to her. I think I'll stay right here inside for the remainder of the days God has set aside for me. She slumped back, closed her eyes, and then took a hard breath. It wiggled like jello through her body. I held my breath for a second, afraid that Agnes's heart had given out since she looked so pale and sweaty. But it didn't. Agnes was always fat, and always the subject of ridicule. But I never saw her get angry over it, and I only saw her cry once, in church, during Holy Communion. She was fourteen, I was eleven. We always sat together, not because I wanted to sit with her, but because her father made us. He was usually somewhere else in the church, fulfilling his elders' responsibilities, while her mother helped in the nursery. She always volunteered for nursery duty. I think it was because my mother never really had a deep conviction about Jesus one way or the other. Sitting in the pews made her nervous, and she hated the way Pastor Spar would yell at us about our sins, which, if you ask me, my mother never committed, and so she felt unduly criticized 